Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Entries of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. Um... You know, we're always here to bring you the news. Uh, we do have some some terrible news to deliver about one of our uh, celebrities, Mike. Yeah, some breaking news here just uh, popping up is that uh, Sinead O'Connor actually passed away at the uh, age of 56. This is so shocking. It, it just popped up in my feed while we were getting ready to do the dirt alert. And I was quickly running around to make sure, is this real? Because yeah, mm-hmm. I saw a bunch of like R.I.P. Sinead O'Connor on Twitter and thought, well, OK, I don't what? And it wasn't at the top of TMZ. And the story that I found uh, comes from the Daily Mail. And it references that she passed away last night. I don't know why it seems like we're just learning about it uh, now. But... Obviously, it's tragic because of not only the loss of Sinead O'Connor at a very young age, that just being 56, after struggling with mental health uh, battles for years, she has been in headlines tragically. But this is also just a year after her son Shane passed away in January of last year. Yeah, and he died by suicide. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the time... I think everybody, since she's had so many moments where she struggled with mental health and, and you know, had her own attempts, I believe. Um, it was just that news about her son was like, oh, gosh, you know, we got to make sure she's OK. I think the world felt that and she expressed that, you know, like anybody would who lost a child. Oh, how sure. heartbreaking it is and how she didn't know if she was going to be able to come back from it. Yeah. And we don't know yet what happened, um, but I would suspect that uh, that she lost her life because she didn't want to be here anymore. And mm. It's very sad, very talented. Uh, woman so as we we get more information we'll yeah obviously as we as we learn the actual story because at this point really truly all we know according to reports is that she has died and this took place yesterday i'm just quickly going through all the articles i can find and most of them just are saying those same things and then couching it with the context of the loss she had uh, suffered from last year uh, in the form of her son. But other than that, there's really no no information I'm seeing that's been reported. But as it becomes available, and surely throughout the day here on my talk, we'll share that developing story. Now on to something completely different. Total left turn. Yes. But maybe needed. 
with the success of the Barbie movie, there are talks, Bradley, that there could be a Polly Pockets movie. Yeah, apparently there is a Polly Pocket movie in the works. And uh, people had an article. It's actually kind of all over. But the, the people story kind of lays out what we know about this Polly Pocket movie project. Of course, on the heels of a billion dollar movie. Well, it's not a billion dollar movie yet, but um, it just got what, 160 some million dollars in a few days. Mm -hmm. Uh, Barbie did this last weekend. It looks like next on the slate is a movie about Polly Pockets. (laughs) Did you have Polly Pockets? No, you're my daughter had Polly Pockets. All right. So the popular line of dolls from the 90s apparently is getting the movie treatment and the film, which was first announced, it's not new that this was being announced, but now because Barbie has been so successful, people have been like, okay, well, what's next here? It's not Greta Gerwig who's behind this film. In fact, the person writing it and directing it is none other than girl's own Lena Dunham. So she is behind the script. Now I see Mm. you just sighed, Dawn. (laughs) What's behind that heavy sigh? You know, I'm not a huge fan of Lena Dunham. Um, well, you're not alone. Yeah, and I can't really pinpoint why. Okay. I wouldn't want to go down that road just because I just kind of uh, at some point was like, okay. I, I stopped watching Girls Okay. In, in a certain season where it became really, um, it was just boring, boring because it was all about her character and... Something about a Q-tip, like oh, okay. cleaning her ears. Oh, okay. And I was like, okay, I'm done with this. Um, she needed her parents' help was... again. And, blah, 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 and blah, blah, look, blah. I am not defending I'm like, where's Adam them? Driver? It's not, that is why I'm watching this. Not a show that I watched. And yeah. we used to poke fun at Lena Dunham on the show because <laughs> she always just seemed to be the person that wanted to kind of poke at things and get attention. And then be like, don't give me attention. I want That's attention. Don't give is. me attention. A lot I of want attention. attention don't give me attention. Behavior. Yeah. But anyway, that was just sort of like the celebrity pop culture approach. But in this project, I can tell you that in addition to writing and directing, uh, that is Lena Dunham writing and directing, we also know that Emily in Paris star Lily Collins is going to play Polly Pocket herself. Oh, I see. Yeah. Now, the film is uh, currently in development. The thing I thought was particularly interesting, and I don't think it's going to be kind of the same like as Barbie, right? Like Mattel was like, okay, now that we did the Barbie movie, what other toys can we exploit? (laughs) Although I'm sure that there are plenty of people on Monday morning who turned out to make that happen. Yes. This movie, one of the things I found interesting was apparently Polly Pockets had to change. So no doubt people in the audience who had like super duper Polly Pocket obsession Uh would know this. But like they started out being like really wee, like really teeny tiny. Yeah, that's the allure is that they're so tiny. You can put them in your pocket. Yeah. But apparently they were like a choking hazard. Yeah. So then they had to go back and like bigify Polly Pocket. Make them bigger. So however... It sounds like Lena Dunham is going to be bringing Polly Pockets back to their original teeny tiny size. No. And essentially, the story is about a girl who finds this wee person and then, you know, they go on an adventure and it's okay. Polly Pockets and all okay. that stuff. Okay. I wonder what her message is to the world, like Barbie's message. Big things come in little packages. I, don't I see. Know. I just remember my daughter loved them and it was actually an affordable type of a toy to get her where I wasn't having to spend like. on a Lego kit. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. So it was economical. Yeah, you could get like a little thing for $15. You know, it was a a little uh, like 
I remember she had one that was like a maybe a dog grooming Polly Pocket thing. Oh, sure. That had little tiny dogs and she oh, was cute. a little dog groomer. Um, do you want to hear a commercial from the 90s? Oh, sure. Yeah. You Polly have a Pocket? Polly Pocket commercial? Yes, I do. Fabulous. Hi, I'm Polly Pocket. <laughs> Check out what's new in my world. Polly Pocket has a house that opens wide. Wow. Six big rooms you can play inside. Polly Pocket, Polly Pocket. There's cake in the oven, a slide for having fun. Behind a bed for guests and a pool for everyone. Polly Pocket Pullout Playhouse comes with four dolls and all you see here. New wow. from the town. Polly Pocket Pullout Playhouse. Polly Pocket Pullout Playhouse. Say that four times Ooh. fast. So what's we... funny is that I put the link on the show show links page yeah. to this. It was seven commercials in a row and it's the same tune. And I was just laughing so hard because it would go into a new version. But it was like a new thing they thought of for Polly Pocket. Oh. And so it was just that. Da, 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 so they just were like, let's come up with seven things. Singing the song, except it's all Polly Pocket. Yeah. And the things they came up with, Mermaid World, I mean, it was, uh, it's a lot. Well, it's, uh, we don't have a current release date for the film, but we do know that Lena Dunham, as of October of last year, had finished the second draft of the script. Based on the WGA and SAG strike, though, I don't know how far along they are. Oh. So it looks like filming is not going to begin until that actually is all done. But she's but done with in the, the script? She must be. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, cool. I'm sure people will enjoy that. Fabulous. Just a little update on Mattel getting uh, getting busy trying to make as much money off of uh, their toys for film as Anything they possibly can. Anything that gets kids away from a phone or a computer, I'm good with. Yeah. They're using their imagination. They're playing with real toys. I'm, I'm good with that. Um, good news. In other news, when we come back, Dawn has a story that she wants to share with us about... Whitney Port. I confess, I don't know Whitney Port, but you're going to tell us about her and apparently something that uh, she's been sharing with the world. Yes. All right. When we come back right here on my at first equity. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Alight. Head to wearealight.org today to learn how you can support this amazing Twin Cities based organization. In fact, I just ran into some listeners yesterday Maybe it was yesterday, the day before, who uh, are firsthand familiar with some of the work Alight is doing right in our own backyard here in Minnesota, welcoming uh, Afghan families and Ukrainian families to Minnesota who've been forced to leave everything they have behind because of the wars and conflicts in those parts of the world. Alight does that work 365 days a year, but they are only able to do that. And by the way, it is a lot of work in a lot of places. But there they are doing the doable each and every day of the year and have been for decades. They're only able to do that, though, because of your support. So thank you, my talkers, for all your support for Alight over the years. And if you can continue to support the organization today, head to wearealight.org. And thank you. My talk 1071, everything entertainment. Um, we are going to change gears now to a topic that's like, I was surprised that this uh, celebrity talked about her struggles openly and in such a way that just you haven't seen before. Whitney Port, who was one of the stars of The Hills. First, there was, I watched these shows, not all of them, but there was Laguna Beach, and then there was yeah, a spinoff of Lauren Conrad. Kind of like Conrad. OG reality shows. Right. 
Uh, and then there was um, uh, something called The Hills. She was one of the four main girls on The Hills. Uh, she's the tallest. She's five foot ten. So, you know, going to have her. She's she's naturally thin anyway. But recently people have been commenting on her weight loss and her husband even brought it to her attention. So this is Whitney Port uh, on her Instagram uh, said, I, I want to address my weight really quick. I've gotten a lot of comments about looking too thin. At first, it didn't bother me. I chalked it up to people not knowing what my diet looks like. But Timmy, her husband, brought it to my attention uh, as a good husband should. And he said, it's just something strangers are sp- and it's just not something strangers are spewing. He's been worried about me. I had to think about it and try to figure out what has been happening because it's not something I'm consciously thinking about. I eat to live, but not the other way around. But after stepping on the scale, it hit me. I'm. It's not something I strive for. I always feel hungry, but I just don't know what to eat. It's not how I want to look or feel, though. Um... Uh, sorry, I lost my place here. It's not how I want to look or feel, though. Uh, my, It's not how I want to look. Or, here we go. <laughs> my excuses are not that I are, are that I'm too lazy to make feeding myself a priority. Or I'm too picky when it comes to taste and quality. Both are unacceptable, and I don't want it to set an unhealthy example. Mm. So I promised my husband, I'll promise you that my health will be a priority. Okay. So most that's of the time, interesting. That's an interesting overshare, as far as I'm concerned. Like I don't need to know any of that, but she obviously felt like she needed to tell people. Well, I think I wanted to bring it up because there are so many women in Hollywood that get. I mean, in the '90s, everybody was scary thin. I saved a People magazine during the time in in the '90s. It was yeah. like '95 or something or '97, and it was like had Courtney Cox on the cover. It had like four people who were clearly had issues going on. And then the whole thing was just about how skinny celebrities are and things have, it seems like things have turned a corner in that way where women's bodies of all shapes and sizes are accepted. Yeah. But there still is a pressure in Hollywood uh, to be thin. Do you think she's just responding to that pressure? I think so. She says, uh, but to say that, um, that she's recognized it and she's going to do something about it is important. And also to say that she gets hungry, but she doesn't know what to eat. Like no one talks about it at all. They usually just deny it and say, I'm just a little bit stressed right now, you know? And it's like, okay, no one actually talks about it. Yeah. She said, yeah, I am too thin and I'm lazy. I think about what to eat and I'm like, I don't know what to eat. And then I just don't eat. Yeah. So I just think that the converse, at least someone You're is saying- admitting, not admitting, that would mean that she did something. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Wrong. But someone is saying, yeah, I am too thin. Got it. So for you, the important key here is that she's talking about it. Yes. That she's makes sense. She's talking yeah. about it. And then she's like, oh, her husband was like, you know... Not that we need a man to tell us what our weight should be, but she was like, oh, okay, so, you know, um, I'm going to make this a priority. Uh, and also, I mean, just the fact that there are a lot of times where I, I'm like, I just don't want to get up and make myself something to eat. But for me, the other way around is that it actually makes me gain weight because my body starts to hold on. If I don't eat enough, your body goes, oop, I better save this because I don't know when she... Yeah. So I... Try to make sure, but I can definitely relate to the fact like I was too lazy to go to the grocery store and now I don't have anything in the fridge. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, so, um, do you, I mean, so are you like, in a way, are you saying that like this is probably relatable to other women, the fact that she's just being open about it? It is relatable. And I think that just at least saying that she isn't eating enough is good. It's a good thing to have that conversation. She also has talked about that she's never tried pasta. And so she's going to Italy and she thinks she might try it. Uh, She also says that she, in MTV's The City, she said she only ate a thousand calories a day to keep up with the constant pressure to look your best in Hollywood. I just, okay, so the, the one thing that I, like... Because she's a person who lives her life in public, it's obvious then that she's going to be hyper aware of what people are saying about her in public. Right. But it seems like it's almost self like this is you're just stuck. Right. Because people are always going to have opinions about the way that you look Mm -hmm. and she's putting herself out there. And then you're going to feel. But I imagine then you're also going to always feel judged because people are always I mean, you know, the Internet, people are always going to open their mouth. And have opinions about something that there's really not necessary. It's not necessary for them to have an opinion about. But yet you're in the public's eye. So, of course, they're going to have opinion about it. So it's almost like you're danged if you do and danged if you don't. Right. Like I, I, I I'm always happy when people share something that's genuine and true to themselves. Mm -hmm. You just hope that people are actually willing to like listen and learn something from it instead of just judge it. Because I feel like a lot of people are probably just going to show up and be like. What's wrong with her? Well, what I hope is that um, other people will speak out about their the pressures and struggles, you know, because the more we talk about things instead of hide them away. And I'm specifically talking about actresses. Uh, you just, you know, you just don't see a lot of actresses that are of a certain size. There are categories you're like, oh, there are few. But, you know, generally it's the problem is still there. So yeah. I just go, I applaud her for even bringing it yeah. up and saying she's going to work on it. So Absolutely. Good job, Whitney Port. If you want to watch her actually watch the hills with her husband, uh, she has a YouTube channel that's pretty funny where they go back and watch old episodes and just laugh and cackle. Awesome. Um, and we'll put that story on our show links page so you can uh, follow along. Thank you, Dawn. When we come back, Dawn's going to interpret dreams right here on My Talk 1071. Little blind spot. 
Hey guys, Bradley here with great news from my friends at Little Blind Spot and Hunter Douglas. Not only do select Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb shades qualify for a U.S. federal tax credit of up to $1,200, but you can save even more money with rebates on Duet Honeycomb shades with PowerView Automation now through July 31st. Get a $150 rebate when you buy four Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb shades with PowerView Automation and receive a $38 rebate for each additional unit with PowerView. Exclusions and restrictions apply. Now is the time to take advantage of some major credits and rebates. Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb shades are amazing and available in many fabrics, including light filtering, room darkening, and blackout shading options. Visit the Little Blind Spot showroom in downtown Hopkins today and let their experts help you through every step of the process or check them out online at littleblindspot.com and don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you what are you dreaming about you have to send me an email and I might interpret it on this show welcome back to the adventures of Bradley and Dawn my talk 1071 this is your place for entertainment and dream interpretation why don't you tell me about your dream I was back in high school, and I was supposed to take a test. I was naked at work again. I was driving my car, and I couldn't control it. Then, I fell off a cliff with Leonardo DiCaprio. Do you know what this dream means? Dreamweaver Dawn. Are you ready for some dreams, Dawn? I am, yes. Good, because listeners are always sending Dawn their dreams for her to interpret, and your listeners shall tell you how you can uh, send your dream a little bit later. But let's start right with Susan, shall we? Yeah, let's she start with Susan. She sent the following email. Dear Dawn, started in school, the dream, I suppose, where I was giving a presentation. I was stressed out about not being prepared, but then I figured it out. Then I went home and realized... I needed an abortion. Yeah. I told my family and some family members took me to get an abortion. There was a lot of drama. While we were waiting at the clinic, I realized I wasn't actually sure if I was pregnant or not and started to worry, causing unnecessary drama with my family. Then I realized I could also just keep the baby and that would be exciting. Whoa, that was heavy. It is heavy, but thank goodness it isn't about a real baby. Okay, so we're talking about, um, first of all, starting in school, you know, anytime you dream about school, a lot of people dream about like as adults going back to high school and you haven't studied for a test or whatever it is that is represents in your subconscious mind. This is just a place in your mind where you're obtaining knowledge. Okay, Mm. so you're in a part of your life where you're gathering knowledge now, um, then, you know, there was an issue with not knowing what she was doing. And then she and then we move on to the other part of the dream, which she is actually dreaming about a new idea that she had that she might not. She decided that um, there was a change with this new idea that was being forced upon her. So there's something brewing that you were going to do, Susan, and it didn't happen. And you feel like. You didn't have control over that. Like maybe life got in the way and you wanted to, you know, develop something, you know, a computer program Mm -hmm. because you're a programmer. And then you're like, wait a minute, uh, this project is taking me somewhere else and I have to uh, uh, abandon this idea. So that is what you're dreaming about. And also your family is involved with it. You have support of your family. There was a lot of drama. But remember in a dream, everyone else... 
Yes. Everybody in the dream is a part of you. So these are familiar parts of yourself that came together to reconcile the fact that you had to abandon that new idea. Remember, these are messages from your subconscious mind when you sleep. You don't have time to process them during the day. So what our brain does is it downloads everything and then tries to tell you in story form at night what you should do with your life. And a lot of times it's like, okay, brain, that's just really confusing to me when I wake up. Mm -hmm. So I think that um, just remember, think about what that idea was that you had to give up or abandon and realize that you can create that again if you want to. Mm, Maybe just not right now. Um, See, again, always, even if things seem uh, dramatic and over the top, sometimes it might just be very simple and straightforward. Uh, Cheryl's got an email uh, for a dream for you, Dawn. Are Mm -hmm. you ready for uh, Cheryl's dream? Yes. Cheryl says, Dear Dawn, notice a few mustache hairs so I go to shave them. The razor gets stuck, and as I pull it away, I've hooked from my nose what looks like blue and white striped cassette tape film. I grab cuticle scissors and snip it, but realize there's still some dangling. God. I use tweezers and start pulling, and it's changed to a candy bar wrapper that keeps unraveling. Once it's gone, I realize there's another one up my nose. Then I wake up. Oh, boy. All right. Let me unpack this one. Unwrap, you should say. Yes, let me unwrap this one. So uh, so we're talking about a part of your face, which when you dream about your face, you're dreaming about your identity, yeah. how you see yourself in the world. Yeah. And then you are um, acknowledging that you're really focused. There are thoughts. So hairs are thoughts. And so you might be having a little problem with how you think about your, yourself. That's what I would say, because you're trying to remove those thoughts about your identity. You're questioning who you are. A little bit and how people see you the cassette tape actually if you look at the form and function of recording something what are you doing you are preserving something in time and then you can review it later so it actually represents your memory okay that cassette tape and it's coming out of your face so there's something that has to do with like you're surprised that maybe while you're exploring your identity your memory you're really starting to remember a lot of things about yourself Hmm. that you might be uncomfortable with okay and you're like oh yeah i used to be that person and you just keep pulling those memories out of your nose so those are memories coming out of her nose. They, those are memories. Where do the yes. candy wrappers come in? Well, then we get into a place where food is knowledge. So, and candy is knowledge that isn't really. It's not. It's not going to sustain you. So it's like remembering all those things aren't. It isn't necessarily that's good food for your soul. It's really just like frivolous things and thoughts that are probably not going to do you any good. But you acknowledge that those were around or, or that yeah. they're around now. So you were, uh, yeah, th- that's basically what it is uh, in a nutshell. You're having an issue with your identity and also it's bringing up a lot of memories about the old you, Cheryl. Oh, who knew you could get all that from pulling stuff out of your nose, Cheryl. Right. <laughs> um, okay, so from nose uh, candy, literally, <laughs> to Lindsay, Lindy's, uh, Lindsay's has an email for you. You want to hear her dream? Yeah. Lindsay says, Dear Dawn, last night in the middle of a dream, I felt something biting my big toe. The pain worked itself into my dream enough to wake up. I sat up in bed trying to figure out what it was 
or what was going on rather, and then fell back asleep. Um, so that seems like she's trying to say something happened in waking life yeah. that woke her up, mm-hmm. but maybe it was just her dream. Yeah, that's so. Do you have a dog? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, is your husband around? Yeah. Oh boy. Um, or is like seriously, Lindsay? Do you have a dog? Would there be anything biting your foot? Do you have a two-year-old that came into your room? Your cat, or do you have a ghost in your house that's trying to wake you up? Well, that seems that's to be maybe separate... what she's suggesting maybe that is a separate issue but i will say a just, demon a devil oh god you know how i feel about I that uh so i'll just talk to you about um what it means to dream about your feet so your feet are your spiritual foundation and this can be things that these are things that you just are already in your subconscious mind just collectively about uh, spiritual spirituality as a soul. And then there can be new things that you learn and bring into your life. If you're dreaming about your toe, your big toe, the function of your big toe on your foot is to give you balance. So it's balancing so everything. something in your life then relates back to the balance. Right. If you're out of balance with your spirituality and your spiritual foundation, you could be dreaming about your big toe. I will say that I suffered from sleep paralysis for a part of my life, and every now and then it happens again, which is a whole different topic. But it can make physical, it can make you feel like it's so many things, which is really um, a sleep disorder where you're brain falls asleep before your body does yeah or there's a succubus on your back ready to <laughs> right. eat you. that's what they used to call it back in the day because there are a lot of um you know things walking into your room or you you th- your brain thinks that you're awake but you're actually asleep and my sisters have told me like oh yeah your eyes would be open when you were doing this and then you start to like i start to make noise to try to wake myself oh, yeah. up like help me like i used the to tin do that man. all the time help it's and terrifying. it's usually when you're on your back for me anyway yes. it'd be like if i fall asleep on my back then i would have i'd be more likely to have that weird sleep paralysis mm-hmm. and you feel like you can't move and you can't scream and you can't turn around so that's kind of, and that can feel very real like a physical sensations because uh, you're in a half awake half asleep uh state of mind that isn't great so do you have sleep paralysis it usually is caused by lack of sleep Mm -hmm. or for me it was like when my sleep schedule wasn't great i would start to my body just said pass out but my brain wasn't ready to yet yeah that's how i went to a sleep center because it's so real it feels so real that i thought that my house was haunted. I thought aliens were coming to abduct me. Yeah. Like it felt more real than waking up. Because it feels like somebody's like coming into your room and they're it, just about to get you and you're like, yeah. and oil can. Jamie would be like, he would whack me upside the head because he'd be like, you're dreaming. Wake up. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. MC is like, are you okay? Wake up. Wake up. You know? Oh, no. Um, I would just get a swift kick. Um, <laughs> Well, so I'm that's sure. my little, uh, you know, speech about sleep paralysis. But, uh, Lindsay, that's not why you were here. But I'm telling you that you can feel, it feels like physical yeah. things. Either sometimes. your dog or your sleep deprived. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, okay, so Dawn, I'm sure Susan, Cheryl, and Lindsay are super grateful you got to their dream. But mm-hmm. what about listeners that have a dream they want to get to you? Uh, how do they do so? Yeah, you can go to our website and click on um, show uh, the show pages and go to uh, our show page. 
the adventures of Bradley and Dawn and my email is there. Uh, I would ask if you just if you could just keep it to a paragraph. You don't have to add details about the colors that you saw because I that doesn't really matter. That's just your dream filling in the blanks to make it a very vivid thing so that you'll remember. So you don't have to say it was my third um you know I don't know. It was my Be third Be brief car. is what you're yeah, saying. I'm saying yeah, you sum it up. And uh, that's easier for be me brief, as a listener. Keep it recent. It'll be more meaningful for you and easier for Dawn. All right. Send Dawn your dreams. And when we come back, thank you, Dawn, mm-hmm. again, for doing the public service of sharing listeners' dream interpretations with them. Now, uh, as I said, when we come back, what is today? Today is Wednesday, Wednesday. right? Wednesday. Um, that means we are going to, oh, we have an update on greater slash slammed. What is a greater slash slammed? Or Slandy, that is a publication ship involving one Ariana Grande and one, what's his name, Slater, Ethan, Ethan Slater. Slater. Yeah, uh, this is a kind of a sad, cringy update, but we're mm. going to share it anyway when we come back right here on my talk or app. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Dakota Dental. Head to their website, would you? Because there you're going to learn about all of their dental services. And that really is everything from your regular checkups, cleanings, crowns, bridges, uh, to cosmetic dentistry and implants and all of the holistic wellness services that they offer as well, like metal-free dental implants, sleep apnea treatment, and mercury removal technique. It, it, they actually have this really cool technique. It's called mercury amalgam removal technique, or SMART, that allows them to take out mercury fillings uh, safely and uh, in a healthy way. If you want to learn about any of the services Dakota Dental provides, I would say go to the website, dakotadental.com. They're located super convenient to the metro, right down in Apple Valley. That's where I go to get my regular checkups and so much more you've heard me talk about over the years. I love the team at Dakota Dental. They're very helpful, and you'll love the care you receive. Head to dakotadental.com today and tell them Bradley sent you. This is your place for entertainment. Ariana Grande, she is in love, you guys. She has a new relationship with one of her co-stars from Wicked. However, she was in a relationship and so was he at the time. Yeah, this like. the trajectory of this relationship gets murkier and cringier as we read about it. Like, yes. ultimately, it's none, none of our business. But when has that ever stopped us from paying attention yes. to gossip and pop culture? That said, Ariana Grande and Ethan Slater are in a romantic entanglement. And, uh, well, they both have estranged spouses. He has an estranged wife that just gave birth to their first child uh, at the end of last year. I think it was at the end of last year, like August, right? Yeah. And she, of course, uh, also had a husband until recently. We learned that back in January, they went their separate ways. And now we're starting to learn how the other people involved feel. And specifically, TMZ has a story, an exclusive, and it's rather detailed. So take this for what it's worth. But to that end, sources close to Lily J. And Lily J, of course, is Ethan Slater's estranged wife, Mm -hmm. the mother of his child, who he was praising on social media just on Mother's Day. And by the way, Ariana Grande liked that tribute. Okay. On social media, so that's awkward. Sources close to her say, and by the way, they were just married in 2018, that she is devastated that her, quote, family has been torn apart. According to the source, she's also upset that her young son 
won't have both his mom and dad around now that they've split. Oh, and uh, TMZ says their sources say Lily and Ethan are not on good terms now that his relationship with Ariana is full steam ahead. Lily feels like he's completely turned his back on their family. Oh, boy. What's more, we're told, awkwardly, Ariana used to hang out with both Ethan and Lily while they were still a happily married couple. And she, like I said, even liked that Instagram tribute to Lily on Mother's Day. Uh, I mean, I don't like it. It's so cringy and awkward. And you kind of feel like you don't want to be a part of this conversation. But yet here we are. Additional sources close to the situation. Now, this is where it got real specific. Again, we're talking about Ariana Grande and Ethan Slater. Um, additional sources close to the situation, not Mike Sorrentino, quote, <laughs> it's understandable that emotions are high and it's hard seeing your ex move on, especially in a public way. And her friends are trying to protect her. But Ari and Ethan are just trying to lay low and res- uh, and be respectful, Ari being Ariana, mm. uh, and be respectful of their exes as they p- pursue this new relationship. That's like sounds like somebody close to them because yes. it's like putting a shine on like For sure. they're just trying to now that everything's happened. I mean, how do we feel? I feel like, oh, uh, I feel really terrible for her. Um, for by who? the for Lily J. For Lily, yeah. Um, because here she is just living her best life, happy with a new baby. And you think one of the greatest opportunities for your family, for your husband to be cast in a movie, in a role on in the movie Wicked, that's amazing. And so probably super happy. I mean, on the outside, we don't know yeah. what's going on other than that. But it it seems like it would be a really happy place to be, to see your husband... Uh, be recognized and noticed other than SpongeBob, you know, on Broadway, you yeah. know, I mean, I, I don't, I You're honestly don't know. It's a big deal for him. And, and probably, you know, it's, it's just a time in someone's life where all the happy things should be happening. And especially if you have a new baby, it's just, well, and it's not mm, to say that, you know, like, cause here's the thing. I think people would want to be like, Ariana's a home wrecker because of course, first of all, let's focus on the woman. Second of all, it's not even to say, like, you know, their relationship could have, like, been on the rocks before Absolutely. he met Ariana. Yes. That's possible. I mean, but also, people do just fall in love when they're not supposed to. <sighs> but and, is it love, or is it just, like, well, I don't know. you they don't can... know somebody, to me, well, I'm going to get into a topic here that's, love to me is more than just your initial six months of yeah. liking each other. Like, that is a combination of um, lust, attraction, a crush, infatuation. You don't really, love doesn't come around until you know someone better. And from what we've seen in the past, she tends to get engaged pretty Well, I was going to say, what we know about Ariana Grande is that she falls hard and fast. But then and, it doesn't last. Well, I mean, it has in the past not uh, gone distance. So... You are correct in that. But there are people. I, I My whole point is just to say, like, you could write a narrative wherein the story was perfectly acceptable. They were both in really uncomfortable and relationships that were on the decline. Mm-hmm. And then they met each other and fell happily in love. And now they're going to see what happens. 
But you could also just imagine a situation where, um, you know, they fell in love. It didn't, you know, it was a horrible timing. And now everybody's miserable. I mean, I'm just saying it could be a number of things. We don't know what the what is actually going on behind the scenes. Yeah. And even if their relationship was already on the outs, that doesn't mean that it's still not painful for everyone involved. Meaning you've had a child with this person. They're going to be in that person's life for the rest of their life, even mm-hmm. though they're not going to be together because they do have that child together. Um, so it's just, it's going to be awkward regardless of whatever narrative is actually playing out behind the scenes. Totally. Uh, and then not only is this happening, uh, you know, not placing any blame on, uh, any individual, but for Lily, um, I want to say Lily James, Lily J, uh, this is devastating. And then you're thrust in the position to be in the news. Yeah. Now you're known for one thing. I don't know what her career is if she's a, a singer. There is another Lily J, by the way, who has spells her name differently on Instagram. It's not that's not the same person. She has, I think, over two hundred thousand followers. That's not a, the same person. But I don't know what she did before. But she probably had her own career and her own life going on, and now she's just known as yeah. Ethan Slater's ex. That would who suck. Ari- she's Who's, just attached. Who was stolen? Who you know? Ariana Grande, Grande stole her man, which yeah. I'm not saying is true. I'm just saying that's the that's you know, the narrative yeah. now about her. Yeah. So not only do you have the pain it's, of this, it's that too. Like now I get to be that person in public. I just think like, yeah, I don't know. But again, love does weird things to people, man. You are really a romantic. I, what you can call it romance. I'm just saying you can call it being horny or being in love, whatever your definition is. <laughs> yeah. It causes people to do some stuff. And we've seen this happen before on movie sets, oh, on stage what? sets. Yes. You know, like you bring these people together to, you know, especially creative people. They just are living it all on the surface. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. oh, they just don't understand me. You got me because we're both on this journey. Together. I mean, I can just hear the. The syrupy saccharin stuff that, you know, they're saying to each other. And also seeing somebody in their full bloom, like when they're doing their talent, you know, he's super talented singer. So it's nice. You like you get to watch somebody just like, you know, but you got to feel like this is creative stuff. This is equally like because you don't just have it's you don't i mean i guess you do because people have had kids thinking that their relationship is going to get better right like if when we have a kid it'll be better and then it's not right yeah and then so that could be the case but i this just feels extra tragic because they just had a baby yeah like you maybe you could have not i mean i don't know if you don't know what we don't know makes it harder to to uh surmise but still it's tragic for everyone uh, <sighs> which is why we're talking somebody, about it but that doesn't mean you have to act on it yeah it'll exactly. go away when we eventually <laughs> go away uh when we come back we are not going away because we are going to talk about another publicationship shady no, literally, that's their nickname. Why? Because, well, we're talking about Arena Shake and Tom Brady. We'll tell you what we know and what Bradley Cooper.